Good morning, church. This is a time to worship God. Amen. Hallelujah. Give Him praise. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands. All ye people. And shout. of triumph oh, 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 oh with the voice of triumph oh, 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 you are the everlasting God you are the everlasting God shine your light to us for all the world to see you are the hope of broken heart Overcame the grave to save humanity. Hallelujah, Jesus is alive. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout, Hey, unto God. Oh, clap your hands, oh, clap your hands.
Just for you, God. Thank you for all you've done in our life. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Now we come. We surrender to you, oh God. Thank you. Give it all to you, God. 
Your name, we bless your name, oh God. 
glad we are glad for, for you Lord a great living and good God a true father unto us for all the lost souls father you were there when we were lost people and you continue to search for us Lord you left the 99 for the one and here we are standing before you and we'd like to give thanks to you from our hearts, from our minds, from our lips. Father, we give you thanks. We thank you, Lord. We give you thanks. You are a living Father, a true Father unto us. Thank you, Father. And anoint us once again as we prepare our hearts to receive all that in store for us today. Help your people, O Lord. Open up our eyes at this moment. Give us your teaching. So that we are going to be truly inspired, Lord, to do new things for the greatness of your name. This is our prayer. This is our cry. And in Jesus' mighty name, we call upon you and we have asked. Let us all together, we're ready to receive, say together, Amen. 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 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shalom to all of you. Well, this month is a new month and we have a new theme for us today that we believe is God's guidance for us. And you can see the theme on the screen, which is the natural man versus the spiritual man. And I bet you are all wondering what's this all about. But I trust the theme is already exciting enough for you and I. And in fact, it is completely like this, the natural man versus the spiritual man and integrity. Let us read together now the verse from 1 Corinthians 2, verses 14 to 15. <clears throat> but a natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. 15. But the one who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself is discerned by no one. People of God, we have objects that we can see in this world. And we normally appraise objects. We evaluate the value of them by the quality of the product and by how well it is made. For example, the difficulty level that it takes to complete the product itself. So therefore, if we have a piece of jewelry, we can appraise the value of the jewelry, first of all, by the quality, the pureness of the materials involved in making the jewelry, but also how well it is made, what level of difficulty was required to complete the jewelry. And what about us as human beings? In fact, the Bible says the way we are appraised, the way we are evaluated in terms of our value, is differentiated between the natural and the spiritual. So the natural person speaks about the lowly degree of the human person, whereas the spiritual speaks about the higher degree of the human person. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, verse 2, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the air, the spirit who is not at work in those who are disobedient. The Bible verse here says to you and I that when we were not yet born again, we had not received the renewal of our spirit. In fact, when we were in that state, in that condition, we were following the ways of this world. And while we were following the ways of this world, we were in fact following the ruler of the kingdom of the air, which is the devil. So when we talk about the lower quality, the lower degree of quality of a person, we are actually speaking about the result of the devil's doing, the devil's work in the person. Whereas when we talk about the higher quality of a human person, we are talking about what God can do and what God has designed and what God has done for you and I. And the Bible here in Ephesians 2 indicates that as we are disobedient, we are living in the ways of the world. And when we are not yet renewed, we are living in disobedience to our God. People of God, let's take a look at closer at that verse. That verse says, but a natural person does not accept 
the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Why does the natural person does not accept? Another question is, how come? Because the natural person, in its original word, is the soul. The soulish man. The soulish that, that pertains to the soul of a person, which is his natural identity. And the soul just cannot relate with the Spirit of God. The soul does not have the ability to connect with the Spirit of God. And so the Bible here lovingly tells you and I, teaches you and I, that just by the soul, you and I cannot accept the Spirit of God. With no offense. That's just the way it is. And the things of the Spirit of God are foolishness to Him. Because He is using His mind, and He's using His intellect, and He's using His emotion, which is His soul. The things of God are just not making sense to Him. In other words, they are foolishness to Him. And He just cannot understand what they are, the things of the Spirit of God. And by doing this, Proverbs 1 verse 29 explains, by doing this, we are hating knowledge. The people that do not have the Spirit of God, that do not follow the Spirit of God, who are still soulish, who are still led, prompted by His soul, they, in a sense, hate knowledge. And they do not choose to fear the Lord. Friends, the Bible is not putting anybody in a corner. The Bible is not putting down anybody. If you're listening there and you feel that in reality you have not received the Spirit of God, you have not been renewed, the Bible is not trying to belittle you or put you down or despise you. The Bible is just saying that's the way it is. Now to continue, God gives a solution. God has a solution. And even way before Jesus came, He said in Ezekiel 36, 26-27, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Listen to the way God explains the process, the steps. First of all, God gives the person, gives you a new heart, a new spirit. And then God will put His Spirit in you. And by that Spirit, by His Spirit in you, He will move you and make you, cause you to follow all His decrees and make you very careful to keep to keep his laws. John 1 verse 12 to 13 says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Friends, if you believe, because the Bible says, all who believe and accept him, if you believe, 
that our Lord Jesus Christ is Savior, is your Savior, and He is Lord and God, you will receive a new heart. A new spirit will put in you. And He will put His Spirit in you. We're going to take a look at this further. But this is the point where God offers you His solution. He's not there just to leave you out in the cold, left alone, with no solution. He's there to come to you. He's looking after you. And He's telling you, receive this. And if we receive Him, we receive His Spirit, we receive a new heart, essentially there, we are reborn. The born-again experience has been experienced by you. Now, only a born-again Christian, a born-again person, can then receive the things of God. And the second part, 1 Corinthians 12, now verse 15, But the one who is spiritual discerns all things. Now, Spiritual here in the, in the original meaning is relating to the realm of spirit in which the Holy Spirit imparts faith and reveals Christ. So imagine you are trying to be obedient to God and you don't have the renewed spirit in you and you don't have God's spirit in you. It is just totally disconnected. There is no way possible. So therefore, the only path and the only way is to first receive God's Spirit. To be renewed first and then to receive His Spirit in us. And by this, we now have a new heart and we now have the Spirit of God. And that Spirit of God in us can discern things. And discerning is, is the ability of the Spirit. The soul cannot discern. And then the things of the Spirit of God can be understood. You can catch and you can discern them. Proverbs 20 verse 27 says, The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's most inmost being. God has His lamp in us, which is the Spirit. But the Spirit has to be renewed. When the Spirit has not been renewed, God can see everything that is going on inside of us. That's His lamp. But when the Spirit is renewed, now we can see the things of God. Now we can use that lamp to see the things of God. Amen. Genesis 2 verse 7, we understand that the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. Well, if you see a person, the way he was created by God, how amazing it is. In that person, there is heaven, things of heaven, and in that person, there is Earth, things of the earth. Earth meets heaven inside of you. Yes, you were born in this world, you grow up and you are accustomed to this world and all you know 
is the way of this world. But once the Spirit of God, of God is in you, now you begin to be connected well with heaven and you begin to see and understand the things of heaven. Because His breath is what made you a living person. And then when His breath is renewed in you, now you are totally a renewed person. And you are living on earth and yet you understand the reality of heaven. Heaven is no longer a mystery for you. And the Spirit of God becomes like a light and helps you to understand. No one can understand the Bible without the Spirit opening up understanding for Him, revealing, illuminating understand, understanding for Him. Without the Spirit, a person can only use his intellect, use his soul, and his understanding is very limited. And basically it misses the truth about God. That is why in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, the Bible says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? 1 Corinthians 6, 16, 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. This understanding of God's Spirit, the function of God's Spirit in you is very crucial. Let us turn, turn to the Bible in Matthew 25, verse 1 to 12. And we can find there the parable of the ten bridesmaids. I'm going to just read a few verses and explain to you the rest. Verse 3. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. So what happened was, there were ten bridesmaids and they were waiting for the bridegroom and in their tradition it was their duty to accompany the bridegroom and they had to bring their light and they had to to shed light to the room around them and that was basically their duty and so they had to have enough light or enough oil so what happened was at that time, the coming of the bridegroom was delayed. What does this mean? Well, for certain reasons, the, brides, the bridegroom can be late. However, in this case, if we think of God, it's not late according to His timing, but it is late according to the human and worldly timing. But wisely enough, five of these bridesmaids they had another jar and they filled this extra jar with extra oil. So they had a burning lamp and they were prepared for the worst. If the oil in the lamp was not enough, they had extra oil in the jar. And finally, they were all informed, the bridegroom, the bridegroom is coming perhaps from far away 
And the five bridesmaids who had not enough oil, they're running out of oil. They're, they're, their light is going to burn out very soon. And they requested oil from the other five. But the other five said, well, we don't have enough if we share. So they had to go away and get extra oil. You can guess what would happen. Finally, when the bridegroom came, only the five were ready to enter in. What about the five other? They were still on their way. And after these five wise bridesmaids entered in, the door was shut. And when the other five came, they knocked on the door, open up, open up. And the master said, Really, I don't know you. What does this speak about? It's to be, it speaks about God's lamp in our lives. Once again, if we continue to reject the Spirit of God in us, essentially, we are not seeing the reality of God. We are not seeing the truth. We are not seeing things the right way. And what we are doing is we are doing things according to our own understanding. And we are not fulfilling God's will. So, what is Jesus trying to say? Jesus is trying to say, you make sure your lamp is still burning and it continues to burn for the duration time until the coming of Jesus Christ to the clouds to invite us to heaven for the holy banquet. One day, according to this parable, this will happen in this world and with the church. There will be people with not enough oil in them. The oil is what allows the lamp to be burning and the fire from the lamp is what allows the person to see the way God sees, to see what God wants him to see. It is the Spirit of God, the fire from the lamp, that is kept alive by the oil that allows the person to see and allows his heart to see. When you see from the Spirit, you understand from the Spirit, you are seeing and understanding people, according to the Spirit. You are seeing and understanding situations and circumstances according to the Spirit. But when you do not see things from the Spirit, you are seeing things according to your own self. And it is these kinds of people that will be left out, that will not be allowed in, that will not enter in the banquet at the bridegroom and the bridesmaids in heaven. Therefore, Jesus said himself, Luke 12, verse 35, be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. And Psalms 18, 28 says, you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Let us stop seeing things in our lives according 
to the way we want it to be. Let us stop looking at things, approaching things, doing things according to the way we want it to be. But let us begin and continue to see and do things according to the way God wants us to see and do them. How do we do that? If we realize that we lack that ability, we lacked the spiritual ability. And so we understand that there is no fire, Holy Spirit fire burning in us. That means the lamp is not burning and perhaps the oil has run out. Psalms 18.28, the verse that we read says, It is the Lord. And he comes to the Lord and tells the Lord, You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. So, once again, God always gives us a solution. He's not there to leave you out in the cold and out in the dark without a solution. Amen. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul thirsts after you. Holy Spirit, come and touch me now with your mighty power on me. Surround me, surround me with your presence, Lord. Anoint me, anoint me with your precious oil on me. One of Jesus' disciples had an experience of one day he was being led by the Spirit. And yet, on the same day, not long after the instance when he was led by the Spirit, he was led by his soul or essentially his flesh. This man was Peter. Matthew 16, 15-17 He said to them, this is Jesus asking, but who do you yourselves say that I am? 16. Simon Peter answered, You are Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And yet, not long after that, in Matthew 16, verse 21 to 22, and yet Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He's rebuking Jesus, by the way, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. 23. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your minds on God's purposes, but man's. Now, if we can call Peter the leader of the church, leader of the first church then we can say that Peter represents the church I believe that's fair and so here we see a model and I believe 
God is full of grace that He allows us to understand this story and to read it and to study it. That the church can be a spiritual entity, a spiritual being. Everything is revealed to the church by God's Spirit. And in fact, nothing can be revealed to the soul. Things are revealed through the Spirit and then the Spirit transfers the understanding to the soul and then the soul to the body. And so, somehow, suddenly, Peter, by faith, took this understanding and answered Jesus' question. Jesus was basically saying, who am I, according to people, and then to you, his disciples, who do you think you are? And Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of revelation, which is the Spirit of the Father in heaven, Peter received this understanding. And of course, Jesus was glad and amazed. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, Simon Peter, Simon Barjona. But then, if we can say, again, Peter is a model of the church, the next moment, he is not being so spiritual. He is starting to use his soul. That is his flesh. And he tries to understand things according to himself, his soul, driven by his flesh. What was Jesus talking about? Jesus was talking about three things. His suffering, his death, killed, and then his resurrection. And responding to this, Peter said, no way! Peter was not in the Spirit. And we admit, we can be like that. Sometimes we are in the Spirit, and sometimes we shift away from the Spirit. You begin to wonder why this happens. Perhaps, before Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, you've received revelation from heaven, from my Father. And because of this, this value, this, this confidence that he had, now, he thinks that he's all spiritual. He's all spirit-filled understanding. And when Jesus talked about truth, that things that he was going to experience, Peter would even say, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And to this, Jesus would say, you are a stumbling block to me. So, church, people of God, it's very clear, the Bible says, if we follow the flesh, if we walk according to the soul, we become a stumbling block to the work of Jesus Christ on earth. And by doing that, we are not setting, not setting our minds on God's purposes, what He's about to do, what He's going to do, what's going to happen, what He wants to do in the days ahead. But by doing that, we're actually setting our mind on man's purposes. Romans 8 verse 7 part A says, And so people become enemies of God, enmities to God, when they are controlled by their human nature. Enemies of God. Imagine what, becoming the enemy of God. And what about if we are the church, if we are Christians? 
and we allow ourselves to fall into the soul, into the flesh, and be led, we become enemies of God. Not only we become, have we become stumbling blocks, but we become His enemies. Controlled by the human nature, Galatians 5, verse 19, 20, 21 speaks about these things. And in verse 19, it talks about things of immorality, immorality such as sexual immorality. But those kinds of things are the more obvious ones. What about the less obvious ones? The things that you can hide in your heart that not many people see, but only God knows. Verse 20, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of anger, quarrels, conflicts, factions. You know what factions are? Divisions. We are divided. Organizations divided. And they split and they make new organizations. That organization divided, split, and they make newer. That is what the Bible is saying here. Factions, divisions. And what about Second Corinthians 12.20? Paul said to the congregation in Corinth, I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. People of God, if we allow ourselves to be led by the soul, which is basically driven by the flesh, we are going to become stumbling blocks to God's work on earth. And in fact, we become enemies of God. This is a, a very hard lesson that the church, that we people of God, need to learn. We are supposed to be one. You imagine? We and Jesus are one. Because of what? Because of God's Spirit. You know the Spirit that filled God, filled Jesus, when He was about ready to do His ministry? He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me. We have that Spirit in us. And it is the Spirit to be selfless. It is the Spirit to sacrifice for the sake of others. The Spirit that brings us to love. And the Spirit that brings us to unity with one another. We can be one with God. And so, we can also be one with one another. Amen? And only by God's Spirit, because God's Spirit is going to allow us to see things according to God's way, can we do so. Hallelujah. Surround me. Surround me with your presence, Lord. Anoint me, anoint me with your precious oil on me. As the dew, as the dew pants for the water, so my soul longs after Your mighty power on me, surround me, surround me, surround.
take over lead your church open our eyes you Lord burn the lamp within us give us your fire oh, 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 oh. give us your fire Lord we need your fire Pour out your spirit, Lord. Say together, surround, surround me, surround me with your presence, Lord. Anoint me, anoint me with your precious oil. On me with your precious Lord On me with your precious Lord On me Oh Holy Spirit, fill us Fill this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fill your people. Fill our leaders, Lord. Fill, fill, fill with the mighty power of God. Hallelujah. 
Shall we prepare to partake of the Holy Communion? Please prepare your bread and a drink. For what I receive from the Lord I pass on to you. For at the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body given for you. Do this as often in remembrance of me. Friends, people of Jesus Christ, it's not be this bread for which we give thanks is our communion with the body of Christ. Likewise, he took the cup and said, This is the new covenant sealed by my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Friends, people of God, is not this cup for which we give thanks, is our communion with the blood of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Sweet, sweet anointing. Deeper with you. Spirit led. Deeper. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. All authority is given unto us. Hallelujah. And whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we release on earth will be released in heaven. Hallelujah. Oh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. It's only by your grace that I could live today. Forever I will pray. in our prayers right now we pray for this nation Lord in the midst of which you are doing great and mighty things you have planned great and mighty things for this nation 
And so we pray, help the leaders of this nation, help our president, President Joko Widodo, Vice President Mahrub Amin, help all ministers of cabinet, help all department divisions, Lord, in the central government to every region and province in this nation. We pray for the governor of North Sumatra. We pray for the mayor of the city of Medan. Lord, bless them and Lord, use them and Lord, guide them. Give them a spirit of the fear of the Lord so that your wisdom, Lord, your wisdom will work in their lives. We surrender their lives into your hands. Father God, we pray for the leaders of this church, for our leaders, Pastor Bambang Yonan, his wife and family, and his ministry. Anoint them, cover them, and protect them always. We pray for Pastor Eddie Prayetno, his wife and family. Anoint them, protect them, wherever may they go, use them powerfully and mighty, O Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray for your church, the completion of the building that is your house. We pray for all the visions of the church, the school, and Lord, bless every minister, every servant in this church. Father, we bless the congregation, those who are out there listening to this ministry. Bless them abundantly, mighty God. And today, you have covered them with your Holy Spirit. And also, we ask you to protect them with your blood. We thank you, Father, that you are continuing to bless Jerusalem. And we continue to bless Jerusalem with your peace. Let the peace of God fall upon Jerusalem in a new portion and anointing today. And Father God, we pray for those who are giving, offering, and support for this ministry. Bless them mightily. Bless them with multiplication. Here, Father, we are ready now to receive your blessing once again before we depart. People of God, lift up your hearts with full faith to heaven and receive now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and His peace, and the sweet and mighty fellowship of the Holy Spirit be yours today, tomorrow, and until forevermore. Those who believe and have received, say together, Amen! Amen, 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 hallelujah. Shalom to you all. God bless you.